All right, so not official yet. We yeah. got 30 seconds or so yep. uh, before the trade deadline is uh, come and gone. But we were talking a little during the break. This is about as uneventful of a trade deadline as I can... Joe Harris was waived. Yeah, right. Big deal. Um, the it, Part of it is the Lakers didn't do anything. The Lakers are kind of the heartbeat of the league, right? That For better or for worse, they yep. get more attention than any, everybody every day, all the time. What did you say was David Stern's... Uh... The, he would... Some people think I make this up. This, yeah. David Stern said this when yep. he was asked, what's your dream finals matchup? The Lakers against the Lakers was his answer. I mean. it, so that, that tells you all you need to know. David, can you right? lie? Can, it's, you, can it's, you just make a team in moved. the East? Pat Bev moved. Yeah, he moved. So there's the Right, like person. I said, nobody that makes a difference has <laughs> moved, right? And yeah. Like you, you said, Slee Siakam, OJ Ananobi moved a little bit. Like well, those those guys, were a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was a couple of weeks ago, and those are by far the, the most impactful names that just kind of going down it right here. I'm going off the list on ESPN.com. Robin Lopez. Uh, in cash to the Sacramento Kings. Gordon Lopez Hayward expected. a little bit earlier today um, got moved to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Doug McDermott, Doug Gordon McDermott. Hayward. Yo, the, I the, mean, can, can, I, can I give you one Pat name? Bev, I'll give Cameron you... Payne. This is what we're talking about. Joe Harris. I'm going to give you one name that's interesting. The one name that's interesting that you know maybe could potentially find a way find his way to the Lakers in the buyout market. Um, the Raptors traded Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young to the Nets in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie. The Toronto Raptors would have to pay like a million and a half bonus to Dinwiddie if he hits a certain amount of games, so there's talk that he's going to eventually hit the buyout market. Dinwiddie Dinwiddie will be a nice nice catch for somebody, whoever gets him. It could be, if it's the Lakers, they can definitely use a player like that. You can if he had landed with the Denver Nuggets, if he wherever he goes is a nice piece to get in the buyout market. But to go back to what you said, there have been some blockbuster moves that have happened at the trade deadline, kind of crickets today. But don't you feel the last forty eight hours? I almost feel like we're set up for this. That hey, for we the Lakers like, specifically, yeah, we don't feel like anything's going to really go down. There's no big name like even last year, and I don't know if it was on the. It might have been a day or two before. But Kyrie Irving moved. Kyrie Irving is a huge name in the NBA. You yeah. know, we we could argue whether he's a good guy to have on your team or not, but there's no disputing he's one of the biggest names in the league. Wait, KD? Did that all go down? KD at went. The same KD time? got traded yeah, last KD year. Kevin Durant Suns. got traded yeah. to the Suns. Like yeah. huge yeah. names went to different places. Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Schroeder's a nice NBA player. He's a part of what the. But, but I mean, Kevin Durant relative to Patrick Beverly. No. I mean, what? come on, man. And the Lakers, I think, doing nothing is actually saying quite a bit. Because by doing nothing, you're saying, we're going to wait until the offseason, which, do they have another pick? Sure. Are there, are there more players that might shake loose, you know, four or five months from now? Sure. LeBron James also has a player option. And for the first time, arguably, in his Laker tenure, they said, you know what? Interesting. We're yeah. just going to roll this out. I know that you'd probably like us to do a couple of things, but we're good, man. We're, we're going to play this out. We'll see what we can do this summer. We'll, let's, we'll get back to you on that. It's, it's a very different position that they've in where at least the future is equal to the present for yeah. the first time yeah. in a while, where before it's like, <clears throat> what's best for today, this season, right now, not necessarily what's best for the season or the season after that. It's a little weird, too, that it seems like nobody is – like, I love the way you just laid that out because I don't feel like Laker fans are sitting here at 12.03 saying, this is such BS no, that the no. Lakers didn't do anything. No. Now, they could say, what the hell happened this year? I thought... I thought That's a different topic, gonna, but It's a different yes. topic. I, I thought the Lakers were going to be a lot better. Okay, put that to the side. The not accommodating, if Braun wanted to see something happen and it didn't happen, because it clearly didn't, okay, I'll take my chances. You know, like... I, and, I'm not saying that. I want to properly describe this. If LeBron is really upset at the Lakers for not making a move at the trade deadline, and he has a player option at the end of this year, and he decides to exercise that player option because the Lakers didn't make a move. Let's just say, you know, he got that upset. It's like... Unlikely, but not impossible. But 
I, I guess I, I guess my point at the at the end of the day is, well, what did you want them to do? That, that's it, and I think that's why LeBron's. Let's. I'm trying to find the right word. Dissatisfaction. Let's use that, right? Or Laker fans' dissatisfaction with the lack of movement is it, it's obvious. What was out there that someone else got that you thought you should have got that would have made you a lot better? When Kevin Durant moves, it's like, could we have gotten Kevin Durant? When Ky- when Kyrie Irving moves, it's like, well, what did they have to give up to, to get him? Would he have fit in? Like, you're, you're seeing these names. You're like, well, why aren't we involved in this? And even last year, the Lakers with D'Angelo and the big move that they made, Russell Westbrook going out, these are NBA names that people are familiar with. Nothing really happened today. And then today. also that it's not just the Lakers. It made the, the rest of the league right. seems to be like satisfied with where they are. And do you think the Lakers should be satisfied with this I, team I, as it is? No, I don't think they're satisfied. But I, I think sometimes I could not be happy with the result, but also not have control of the result. Does that make sense? That that they I don't think Rob Palenka is sitting there right now and they're in El Segundo at the Laker headquarters and say, we're good to go. I don't think he's saying that, but I think he's also saying, what did you want me to do? I, I think there comes a point where you have to ask yourself, was there something out there? And that, the, the laying it out, let's use Russell Westbrook as an example. When the Westbrook trade went down and you got three or four months of basketball with it, you're like, oh, this is going to hurt the team for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? That we made a deal... Wait, let's go get the third superstar. Let's go do this. Who cares what it is? There was another deal you could have made in Sacramento. You started looking at, well, why did they make that deal? Sometimes not making a deal doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just what's available to you. The options were make a deal and you're still the same. Make a deal and get worse and and for longer. Or make a deal and all of a sudden you're right back in the mix. That's the one that felt like was completely unavailable. So if it's just kind of stay where we are and do nothing kind of stay where we are and do something mm-hmm. or potentially get saddled with something that might actually hurt us i think they did the right thing but the question now is what's next yeah the question now is makes the summer it, yeah. it, it makes the summer the donovan mitchell's name sure. has already popped up a bunch of times first round pick you still yep. have a little bit of flexibility two. of your future actually now you have three. is it three out so on, on the day of draft night they will have three first round picks available to trade to trade Okay. So they'll have their 2029, 20, 2031, 20, and then whichever one the Pelicans don't want, 2024, 2025. 20, so they're going to have three total that Is they the can work with. Is the future bright to you guys? Do you look at the Laker, Laker future and you see something you are excited about? Can there be an option of bright or you know cloudy and stormy and you're never coming out of it? I think it's, I think it's unknown because the LeBron of it all – is still a little unknown. We're, we're more clear than we were two years ago because you're just two years closer to the point where guys don't play basketball anymore. We're already past that point. But until you know, okay, what's next? He's retired. He's on a different team. Until you have a crystal clear answer to that question. Yeah, I don't think we're having that you, for a while. I, I don't think so either. So I don't know what you what the answer is, M. The, if the answer is, are they dead? No, you're never dead with LeBron James. You're you're never out of it. Are they in a good spot? Not really, because we've seen this the last couple of years. It's okay, mm-hmm. but it's not where hey, it's running through the Lakers. It's not that either. And I don't, I don't it's think somewhere in the middle. And I don't think there's going to be this. You still have Anthony Davis on this team. So even if you got to the point where LeBron decided, okay, guys, I'm done playing ball. I'm I'm finished. I don't think there is this. The Lakers were rebuilding when they were getting that number two draft pick every single year. You were rooting for them to lose so they can have some number two picks or potentially a top three in the draft. I don't think that's happening on the horizon as well. No. I, because you have Anthony Davis, because you're going to go out there. I mean, this is kind of the funny thing is we... we but beyond him and Reeves, it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, no, are, no. They in like the most, <laughs> are they in the worst place in sports where you're not good enough, but you're not bad enough? Here, here's, here's the question that yes. I'll, I'll ask. Here's the question that I'll ask. I think the... Remember how we kept saying, oh, stop going for a third star. And that was the example of Russell Westbrook. It was, you're, you're, you're chasing something... Don't get, build a team. This offseason, their mentality was we're going to build a team. It didn't take very long for all these reports to say they got three first rounders. There's another star out there. Go get the third star. I just, it, it's, it's, there is a little bit of <laughs> the, kind well, of all over the place, you know? Th- th- this is the underlying issue, I think, that's been true for quite some time. 
what what is your global plan right what what is the plan that is both short term medium term and long term what what is the plan that is going i want to get let's just i'm this is a goofy analogy but i'm going with it I need to get home. I live down in Orange County, and I know I'm going to get on the freeway at the 110, and I'm going to take the 405, and I'm going to merge with the 1, and I'm going to get off on this particular exit. That's my plan. Now, that doesn't mean there can't be an accident and I have to get off the freeway and get back on, right? But I have a vision of how I'm going to get there. What it feels like the Lakers have done for the last few years is we want to win a championship. Okay. With LeBron James. Okay. How are we going to do it? They've thrown 10 different plans at the wall. Mm -hmm. They've done it with get a third star they've done it with build a team around them they've done it with younger guys they've done it with more veteran guys that and they've never really ridden one of those plans out for an extended period and again it's been a six year run they probably won't come this summer i don't think they will either but look at the the warriors clearly had a vision and that doesn't mean you don't do anything the bucks had a vision the the thunder have a vision and maybe they've arrived at their destination a little ahead of schedule but that the Lakers keep changing the destination, they keep changing the the map, they keep changing the type of gas they put in the car, they, that, they change the car. Like the whole thing is different daily. Practically, is that part of the downside of being able to? The Lakers are in such a unique spot where they can, they don't have to rebuild. They can't. They don't have to build like the Thunder do, right? So it's different for them. Stars will come. Stars will come, and there's the LeBron is here. We have to do it right now. That's part of the, I guess you can say, the positive and the negative that comes with being the Lakers. So let me read you what David Meneman just tweeted, and it kind of talks about what we were just talking about here, but this is from him. He says, Lakers were active in seeking deals in the days leading up to the deadline and determined any feasible trade would be a marginal upgrade at too, at too steep of a cost. Now, be, the, here's the two options they have. Now, be aggressive in the buyout market with more money to offer than others in a safe portion of MLE. Next, what they're thinking of in the future, hope that Vincent and Vanderbilt can return to be impact players next season. And then going forward, even after that, after have they have three first-round picks available to trade come draft night to make a run at an all-star caliber player this summer. So, David Meneman is just lining out the options of a, what can happen now, what's happening next, Don't what's happening in the future. Don't they all... The, the, all of those options become different options based on whether or not LeBron is here or not. Whether or not LeBron is still oh, super effective yeah, or not. Difference. If LeBron goes, because look, LeBron is not the player he was three years ago. Mm-hmm. LeBron was, you know, three years prior to that was a different guy. The, it's not a cliff, but it's it's a soft decline into him being a different Could guy. Be so an even more attractive location if LeBron is not here? That's it's a great question. P- potentially, yes. Maybe Anthony Davis is ready to put his hands on the wheel. Like, There's all of these different questions, but until you know for sure, you're, you, you can't say, mm-hmm. we're going that way. Well, I don't want to go that way. Okay, well, you're here or you're not. Well, I don't know. I'll make up my mind. It's, it's impossible to do it when the other person that's in the car is not telling you how they want to get there. I was just going to say, is this just as simple as it's a LeBron thing that even when he was in Cleveland, even when he was in Miami, and even here with the Lakers, but it's different with the Lakers because it's not is LeBron going to leave, which is part of the question. Sure, It's also how effective can LeBron still be. If he stays. He didn't have that question when he was in Cleveland or Miami, some of these other places. All right. A reminder again that you can join us at East Central, the East Central Hotel hotel today, starting in just about an hour from right now, starting at 1 o'clock. Of course, today's date, 2824, for a celebration of a legacy that will be unveiled in greatness forever. Mason and Ireland will be there. Sedano and Cap will be there. They'll both be broadcasting live from the balcony of the Nixo Lounge from 1 until 5.30 this afternoon. Join us in celebrating a day that we will all remember forever. There will be ticket giveaways, exclusive merchandise, food, drinks, and a pair of tickets to tonight's game against the Nuggets. Special thanks to our friends at Anheuser-Busch and Michelob Ultra for celebrating along with us. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, and we will see you in less than an hour, 1 o'clock today. It, of course, is the uh, statue being unveiled at Crypto.com. No other thing to draft than our favorite Kobe moments coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kobe, 40 seconds. Todos se van a poner de pie en el Staples Center. Yo también, Adrián. Yo igual. Vámonos a trabajar. Mamba Negra, suelta. ¡Tras! Kobe lo hizo desde el rancho de Tres Caballos, que está encendido. Wow. Querían una leyenda, ¿no? Querían escribir un corrido, canciones, poesías, todo. Pues ahí tenemos material. Guión de película. Nick Hollywood se las arma así. Can I take a guess? I think I got, sure. you couldn't write an ending like this in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Something right. like that. You wanted a legend? There you go. You couldn't write a script like There's, this one tonight. Mm, all right. Yeah. I'm getting warmer. That's Adrián García Marquez, by the way. <laughs> awesome. With Francisco great. Pinto. Yeah, uh, he's great. Color. Awesome. Oh, those guys were awesome mm-hmm. when they used to call us in Spanish. Yes. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, we are doing our draft of Kobe moments because it's our snake draft day. We delayed a little bit because we want to talk about the trade deadline, see if anything crazy happened yep. going up until 12. So we're doing it right now. So the order is uh, Alan, Travis, Jorge, Emily, and we're going to do 12 total, three each, because that's all that we can fit on the graphic, right, DeAndre? Uh, right, <laughs> yes, yeah, and Graham's back there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, uh, Al, you're up first. Oof. Think about the list I have in front of me that I can choose from. This one's going to be very, very, very personal. Great. Of uh, A personal Kobe moment. Um, you know, I, I never got, to, got a chance to see Magic in the Showtime era win an NBA championship. So... I really became a Laker fan when they weren't winning. And it was Eddie Jones and Cedric Sabalas, Nick Van Exel, all that. Kobe to Shaq alley-oop in 2000, you knew the Lakers were about to win a championship. Kobe and Shaq had never won one together. Del Harris was there for X amount of years. Phil Jackson comes to be the coach. They're down double digits in the fourth quarter to the Portland Trailblazers, and they come all the way back. The fact that it was Kobe to Shaq, it's kind of one of the more iconic calls, too. That's my number one because they got their first one together. You knew it was going to happen. That's my number one right there. All right, good choice. Trav, you're up. That was number two on my list. Okay. Yeah, it was a good one. That's your one. number one, then. 81. 81. Can't argue. <laughs> I, I, Can't argue. I, I remember being at home, and I, I think I had a BlackBerry at the time, and I was constantly staring at it and yeah. either texting and all these things because it was kind of relatively new or whatever, and I never didn't have that thing in my hand. And I don't know what I was doing, but I, for whatever reason, I wasn't watching the Laker game as it had started. And then I got a text from a buddy, hey, are you watching this? Hmm. And I'm like, and, and it was like, what's the best text? And, and I'm like, pay attention to this. N- no. And he's like, you should probably turn it on. Hmm. And so I turned it on and it turned into 81. So, like I said, there's an explanation of it, but it literally needs no explanation. I'll take 81. And that commercial is great with Jalen Rose. Uh, I guess it was like, was it an ESPN commercial? That was great. I think so, yeah. yeah. They yeah. would go to, the, go to the restaurant and say, I'll have 81. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jorge? Okay, so mine's also really, really personal because growing up, I couldn't go, I, we couldn't afford to go to uh, you know, Laker games. So when I started working here in 2016, uh, I was only supposed to be here for eight weeks doing USC and, and whatnot. So then Jared Diglio uh, decided he's moving on, and he's like, hey, man, you're in the perfect spot. So then me and Amanda kind of took over the Lakers season that year. Then Amanda moved on to, you know, assistant PD and whatever, and then the rest, you know, is history. So I took over that season for, you know, I took over that season in 2016. Sure. So Kobe announces he's retiring. And then every time they would win, we would get a post-game interview. So John gives me the list. I'm like, hey, John, uh, Ireland, uh, what list, you know, what players are we going to get? He said Kobe was one and then D'Lo and then we went down the sure. list. Yep. I go down, give it a John Black, give my list to John, uh, you know, John, uh, John, John Black. Black. John Black yep. And then he's like, all right, wait, wait behind the bench. So here I am waiting because Kobe's the first one and who knows if I get Kobe or not. So John comes up to me. He says, hey, you got Kobe. Follow me. So I'm walking in the court, you know, to 
towards Kobe. Kobe's got a towel over his head, whatever. And then he takes it off, and I meet him. I hand him the headset. And that's when I interacted with him, and that's when I met him for the first that's time great. ever. And then my mom's watching the game at home, so she takes wow. a picture of the screen. And then Ty Nowell, who used to be the photographer of the yep, Lakers at the time, right. snaps a picture of me and Kobe, like right there on the court, D'Angelo Russell rookie year right behind us. And then I, it was just un- unsurreal. Like it's just one of those moments for me that you know I'm never going to forget. And then if it wasn't for John asking for that interview, it's great. Who knows? I would have never gotten that close. So I was going to take that one. When I met Kobe. Yeah. yeah. I was going to take that one. His so, moment. And then that that picture is in, uh, it's, it's awesome. on my Twitter, you know. Awesome. Uh, Profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to have two here because I have the uh, comeback round. So I'm going to do one that's one of these similar vibe of you guys. Just this insane numbers. You never think you're going to see this with a person. Kobe's 60 on his last game. His final game. Great choice. That's my first pick because um, I wasn't here when that happened for you guys. So hearing you guys talk about it, it's crazy because it's one of those things where like, you know, you never thought you'd see that again. Kobe was not the same Kobe as he was a couple years before. So it's kind of that whole lead up to it that this guy had so much in him to do this in this final game. That, that's very cool. And the that. day and the day was a celebration. It wasn't a no. you got to be stressed about the game. You were just worried about you, the only thing you were worried about is Kobe, can he just have a decent game Don't for have your a bad final night. one? Yeah. And, and M, to go to your point, Ireland has seen more Kobe moments than anybody. That's his favorite moment. Yeah. It's Kobe's yeah. final game. All so. right, so the next one I'm going to do is kind of one that's like, obviously, it lives on in meme lore. I think it tells, again, this testament to Kobe's, you know, toughness that he never flinches. And I think I'm going to put, though, because obviously there's extenuating circumstances, there's the camera angle of this moment. But I'm going to put it because we believe that this is right in front of this face. So I'm going to do the uh, Matt Barnes, no <laughs> flinch, Great Kobe choice. moment. So Great that choice. to me exemplifies who he was as a competitor is that he doesn't think about anybody else in the court besides who he, who he is and how he's going to beat you. He doesn't care about if you're going to punch him in the face, if you're going to throw this ball in his face. Don't matter. That's mine. All right, Jorge, you got your next one. Hey, I'll take LeBron, I, too. I recently saw this because I was cutting something else for Kobe. When he blocks Yao, there's there's a point in, in, in his career where he blocked Yao Ming and everybody just goes crazy. Oh, I like that. There's a highlight where he's I, got a great it's like one. Like the great Yao of China, yeah, right? the Great Wall of exactly. China. He's got a great one dunking he, on Yao too. No, I, I like the block because he mm-hmm. blocks Yao and then place went crazy that day. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Travis. I'll take the free throws with the torn Achilles mm-hmm. because it, you know it it's exemplifies who he was the relentlessness the refusal to stop that no matter how many obstacles were in his way no matter how many things were not going to break the way that he wanted them to break the man's body literally betrays him his achilles now i'm gonna go knock down these free throws real quick before i go miss and have my achilles reattached oh. is just the the relentless refusal to quit I think is what we think of him first. So I'll take the the free throws with the torn Achilles. And he stays present. Yeah. The whole thing yeah. too is like, you know, he could think about how much pain this is, how much all this stuff. Because everyone talks about how the Achilles is probably one of the worst, like most painful injuries yeah. that you can undergo. And the idea that he can just be in the present. I have these free throws, and then I will deal with the pain later. The way to compartmentalize that is crazy. Al. Okay, so I got two here. Give me. Game seven against the Celtics, iconic moment. Lakers win the championship, and he's on the scores table, table, and he's looking out to the crowd, right? That's it. He did it. He's at five championships. Um, He ties magic. He kind of puts that that final stamp on his career, which he wouldn't have told you that that was his final stamp. He'd have told you he's got three more championships coming. But that moment, beating the Celtics at Staples Center, Crypto.com, iconic iconic the other one i don't think a lot i don't know how many people are going to remember this one but that, that's okay um do you guys remember and jorge you know exactly what i'm talking about lakers were in the finals in 2000 they're taking on the indiana pacers and it's game four Shaq fouls out okay kobe by the way game three or game two and game three he missed most of game two and all of game three with a sprained ankle. So he was dealing with ankle issues. Shaq fouls out. It's a critical game. Series going to be tied two apiece, or the Lakers are going to go up 3-1. He starts walking back and looking at the at the bench. He does this like, everybody just calm down and relax. Calm down and relax. I'm here. Yeah. Like, I'm got, I got this. We all talk about how dominant Shaq was in the, in, in the finals runs, especially in 2000. 
Kobe had moments where they don't win that game without Kobe Bryant. Shaq was sitting on the sideline telling everybody to calm down. So that's my that's my final one. All right, Travis, your last one. I have two that I really like. <laughs> and one is personal to me, like we've talked about, but it's more personal to you, Al. I really want to take him shutting you down at practice in San Diego. I, 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 I really, really want to take that. I think you should. I, I might, I, but there's another one that's so that it, it, it literally is the first like moment that I think of him. Like when I close my eyes and think of it, it's it, nobody's picked it yet because I didn't think they would. But it's it's me. But I really want to take your. Hey, can I talk to you? No. Put that one in the. Put mine in the parentheses. Honorable mention. Let, let's yeah. Um, do yours. It's when they won their first title and he jumps into Shaq's arms. Oh, yeah. It's it's that because yep. first of all, Kobe was what he's six seven something like that. That Shaq is nine feet tall, so yep. Kobe looks like small in Shaq's arms. Yep. But it's this unbridled joy that spreads across his face that. We just won, mm. like, and it was the first one. And Shaq was, you know, Shaq's. And what the, is he? Twenty two. As Kobe, he's a, like 22? He's a kid, and mm-hmm. Shaq is, you know, larger than life, and he's, you know, he's a literal giant, and and Kobe's just got his arms wrapped around his neck like a kid around his dad, just expressing that love. So I'm gonna take that, although I really want to take your moment. Yeah, you both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jorge, your last one. The famous post-game press conference where he says the game's not finished. Mm. Game's not finished because that just straight face, yes. and they use that for anything. The job's now. not finished. Is that yeah, what job's it is? not finished. Job's Wait, not finished. Is this when he's basically asked, like, "Hey, why aren't you excited? Yeah, why aren't you excited? You he's guys like, are leading four to you know. Why, four, am I, you know, three why would I be excited? Right. Yeah, job's, job's not, not finished. finished, and he's very serious, and you can see that determination mm-hmm. in his face, and just by those jobs not finished, three words, mm-hmm. dude. He's putting that, his mind to it. Yeah. <laughs> Until he's holding that trophy, he's not celebrating anything. Job's not finished. All right, so the last one I think is maybe predictable for what I'm going to pick for him because I think that, you know, um, when I heard of his, him passing, I this is the first thing that I went to to go look back at because I thought it was an incredibly beautiful way to describe something you love so much, something you put so much of your life into that you can put it into some sort of artistic vision and then you can get win an award. And it's so funny because seeing him accept that um, Oscar and – how much people cared for him as he got up to that stage and he's in a room that's so different than the rooms that he's typically in. He owns every room that he's in and in that room he felt almost like he was like a guest in that room. Hmm. It's very interesting just to go back and watch that. And the way that he did that short film, uh, animated short film was great. So I'm going to do the um, Dear Basketball short film as my last choice. It's a great one. It's a good no, draft right there. Nobody took him scoring 61 points in three quarters. <laughs> that's how many, I mean... Did you take that one in? I took his final game. Yeah. Oh yeah, you took yeah. his final game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and by the way, none of these are bad picks. Yeah. Like it's not like ah, oh, we it, could do we could do a top forty if we had keep going graphics where you could fit four. <laughs> we could all take one. Yeah. Away. If we yeah. Didn't, come on, Graham. Why don't we have more graphics? If we didn't pick, uh, if, if there's other Kobe moments, then uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm thinking. Do you remember another just iconic random one? He's a rookie, and they're playing at UNLV. And he crosses over somebody at the top of the uh, top of the key, and then he dunks over Ben Wallace. Mm. And you just look at the Lakers bench, and it's Eddie Jones. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, who is this guy?" He's had some. You, I, I, you know, what I thought you were going, and it's just another one that kind of springs to mind was yeah. him and Jordan in the All Star game, where they both have their hands oh, yeah. on their knees, they're bo- and they're kind of looking Talking at each other, and you can just tell he's asking questions, and Jordan's kind of looking at him like. How he, much info he, do I want to? Yes, it was. It was a very like the look on his face was. Yep. I know if I tell this kid what this is about, he's gonna he's gonna use it against me. So how much do I tell him? It was that's that's there, good. There's there's just a million of them along the way. Uh, so Kobe obviously will have uh, his statue unveiled today, yeah. coming up in in about three hours from right now, and it kind of is the. The, the the tail end of about a 30-year run where just about everything went right for the Lakers. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Speaking of people that win everything, how about Rotolo Chevrolet? 13 years, dealer of the year. 13 years of being the best at what they do, which is giving you the right Silverado, the right Chevy car and truck at the right price and treating you with the level of customer service that you've never had before. That's what Mike Capozio does at Rotolo Chevrolet every single day. Every person that comes into the lot gets treated like they're the most important person there 
because that's exactly what you are to them. So whether it's Mike at the very top, whether it's Eddie, whether it's Armando or any of the wonderful people that I've met out at Rotola Chevrolet, they take care of you. You feel good about it. You feel like you've been treated fairly and honestly and you know what's going on. You're going to tell all your friends. That's how you win Dealer of the Year 13 years in a row. And that's what they do at Rotola Chevrolet. In Fontana, right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit, you can't miss it. 210 Freeway, Sierra Avenue exit in Fontana. And if you can't get out to the store, you can still get that great experience online at RotoloChevy.com. That's R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com, and tell them that Travis sent you. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. So we did our draft last segment of uh, the be- uh, Kobe moments to us and like what we wanted to remember him by. So here are some things that we missed that people are putting out to us. So Stephanie points out that maybe we forgot Kobe dunking on rookie Dwight Howard. Do you guys remember that one? I honestly don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's – that's uh, I mean, he um, – at the time, Dwight Howard, as good as a defensive player in the league already, and doesn't just dunk on him. I think he – even one of those where Dwight ends up kind of like between his legs, like he oh, goes over okay. him. So yeah. definitely an iconic one there. And then there's one from Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. He says, Def, the two, uh, two three-pointers Kobe had in Portland, one over the – "Quote unquote t- Kobe stopper Ruben, Ruben Patterson, Patterson yeah. to send it to OT yep. and the buzzer beater over Theo Ratliff uh, to win the game to help the Lakers clinch the Pacific Division title. Final game of the regular season, so that shot, like she said, was important for standings and everything else. The Kobe stopper, all that, you know, the, the Ruben Patterson stuff. I hope he didn't. I I don't think he gave himself that nickname. Um, I think he did. Yeah, it's not good. I, don't <laughs> I, do that. I think I because I, I look if somebody gives that to you, like remember it was Raja Bell. I think that's for a minute. I was like, you know, he does a pretty good job. Yep. And he's like, guys, I'm just I'm just trying to hang on. Right, I, you know, come and come and stop. I think Reuben Patterson did give it to himself, if memory serves. Uh, DeAndre had a good one. He was telling me during the break. He's like, remember when um, his rotator cuff? He he, he uh, injures his rotator cuff and then decides to play the rest of the game with his left hand. So he's taking shots <laughs> with his left. It's stupid. A lot of people are pointing <laughs> out the game four versus the Suns. Kobe hits that. Um, the game tying shot and then he hits the game winner and mm. that's when he's going like this yeah yeah that's it's funny like description i don't remember the circumstances of who was against and which game or series went, but i sure as hell remember the fit when it was like just very slow the and teeth, emphatic you know? and the teeth yeah. and just like yep that's what i'm they here to jumped do on him from there yeah it was uh there, we could do this the rest of the day, and I'm sure that it will continue as well, right? It's also a Ticket Thursday on 710 ESPN. Listen for your cue to call, and when you hear it, be caller number 7 at 877-710-ESPN. Caller number 7 will win a pair of tickets to one of the upcoming Netflix is a Joke shows. Those are, of course, at the Hollywood Bowl. Tickets are on sale now for Netflix is a Joke Fest. There are 350-plus artists, 300-plus shows, 35-plus venues, and, of course, it takes over L.A. May 2nd through the 12th. Grab yours today. We actually just gave away some that were for Taylor Tomlinson, Sarah Silverman, Michelle Batu, and someone else I'm blanking on uh, for 
in May, and that's also a fantastic show. Taylor Tomlinson is now the one of the new late night hosts uh, on CBS, taking over um, James Corden's spot. So you know, I never it's a heard great show. Emily interacting with a winner, basically saying, "Hey, I'm really jealous <laughs> that you're going to the show and yes. I'm not." I well, want to go to good. the show so yeah. badly. <laughs> it's good. I mean, like it's a murderer's row. But all right, so. Kobe statue will be unveiled here in just a little bit less than three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at Kobe's run with the Lakers, when you look at his run with Powell, which connects to his run with Shaq, which connects to uh, the the Showtime Lakers, which basically were throughout the entire 1980s. So you're talking about... And you're looking at some of the statues over here. And it's not exclusive. You know, Elgin Baylor is there and Jerry West is there. But basically from about 1980 to 2010, okay, it's a 30-year window. And all of those statues kind of connect. There's a little bit of a gap after Showtime before you get to Shaq, but not a super long one. Yeah. It happened relatively Ten quickly. Ten years is nothing in professional it, sports. And for the Lakers, it was, what, what's, what's, where's the organization right. going? Do they care? <laughs> and, and even in there, they were never, the, the Lakers were almost never bad. Mm-hmm. Almost never were they bad. And Kobe is kind of the, if, if you have bookends, right? Like the beginning of it, I guess, is Kareem and then Magic shortly thereafter. And then you go through all the guys that we're talking about. And then Kobe and Powell are that last era right there, that 30 year window that's commemorated out there. And and I'm I'm not trying to exclude Jerry West and all of his contributions and, and Elgin Baylor and that, but 30 years that those statues all kind of connect. It's just, it's unreal. And it was all. Dr. Buss, like he was the one that kind oh, of yeah. put all of these things together for 30 years. And to your point, Slee, if you went five or six years without winning a title, it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. They don't care anymore. There literally is it's no insane. other franchise that has that. Um, and listen, and, and things have changed. They, they have. have. When Dr. Jerry Buss passed, um, the franchise will never be the same. It just can't. They, they just What they accomplished is so... People can have the argument today, and you can't really argue with them. If I told you who is the greatest owner in professional sports, you can put whoever you want on there. You just can't have the conversations without Dr. Jerry Buss. Sure. You can't. And that window, that window that you're talking about, <laughs> what did he buy the team in 79? I, I think, think it was so. 79. Yeah. They won a championship in 80. Right. And then, you know, that window that you're talking about till 2010, think of there's five NBA championships in the Showtime era. There's five NBA championships that have a couple stars, but Kobe's the. Basically, three. There's like a three headed monster. Three headed right? monster, but Kobe's the through, Kobe's and through, the through line. Through all of them. That's 10 rings in 30 years. That's <laughs> one championship every three years. And, and I, I can't even think of. So. How many did um, Magic go to? He went to nine. He went to nine in ten years. Kobe went to seven. <laughs> uh huh. So fifty percent of the finals the Lakers were in over that thirty-year span. When you describe it that way, and this is the, this is who's going there to join the other legendary players. That's insane. And, and I get that today's a a, a a Kobe day. Today's a day to kind of remember all of the things, and and but it connects, and but it also kind of is a reset for. What's coming next, right? Because we, like you just said a second ago, Al, LeBron James has been here six years. He's won a title. Yeah. And while it doesn't feel like there's one on your doorstep, there's no guarantee that there isn't another one in his future here. It's it's probably less likely than likely, but there is another title after that Kobe title. LeBron James was a part of it. Anthony Davis was a part of it. It's like, man, I just don't know what they're doing. Calm down. <laughs> they got it. Now... 15 trips to the finals or whatever the number is you're talking about in 30 it's 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 just an asinine number it doesn't make any sense but yeah. to 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 kind of set that as your standard you're never going to be pleased with what comes after right. I know they're trying but trying is one thing executing it is another that they executed that for 3 decades come on man come on do you want me to should I read this tweet but it's going to annoy you I, those are my favorite kind Tim in the OC 
Job wants to call in and tell Travis that Kobe's not a good basketball because he doesn't like the way Kobe dribbled. Uh huh. Yeah, it's about this. There's no dribbled. difference. He dribbled. There's no difference. Well, he played in high school. J little JV ball in Maybe Tim is a joke for all we know. <laughs> for all we know. Right? I'm not falling for it twice. Not falling for it twice. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. How about this for a birthday today? Happy uh, 33rd birthday to one of the greatest shooters okay, in the history 34. of the league. 34. I my stats here. All right. 30, happy 34th birthday to Clay Thompson. Um, there was a moment, and again, like because the trade deadline is come and gone. Clay's still with the Warriors. That yep. didn't happen. But I think for the first time ever, had it happened, it would have been surprising, but I don't know if he would have pick your jaw up off the floor sort of surprising he's in a he's in a really weird spot in his career and I thought him talking about how it's been difficult transitioning to where he is right now and the the emotions that come along with it I thought was super real and very very powerful he's man he's as authentic as it gets you know I think a, a lot of reasons why Clay is an easy he's an easy guy to root for is because you feel like there's he's just himself right he's He's riding the bike into Chase Center. He's not, you know, he's not the in boat a, occasionally too, right? The boat as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he's such a. It's, it feels like he's just such a, a normal dude, and a lot of that probably comes because obviously his oh, parents sure. and, and everything else. But what will be interesting around Clay, Trav, when when he's season ends, it could be it for him with the with the Golden State Warriors and. There were some reports out there of what he had churned down in the offseason, of what the Golden State Warriors were offering. Klay Thompson may think in his head he's still a certain type of player. Sure. And and all great players think that way. Of course they do. But the market's going to tell him something different. And Probably. I wouldn't be surprised or shocked at all that these will be his final couple of months with the Golden State Warriors. Maybe. Right. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that because what makes a great player, a Hall of Fame player, a great player and a Hall of Fame player other than work ethic and talent and all that kind of stuff yeah. is they believe that they are that thing to a degree that you and I can't even wrap our head around. It's not like, yeah, I'm pretty good. It's like, no, no, I, I'm not only good at this. I'm the best to have ever done this. And I... I believe in me in a way that you and I don't believe in ourselves. And to have it finally be, hey, you're not what that was. It's just that doesn't add up. That's why those guys are usually, you know, they're not the ones that are leading the church. You know, what? I'm going to tap out now. It's usually later. And it's usually the market, like you're talking about, that kind of has it happen like that. It was today in 2015. Better Call Saul premiered. Yeah. Um, not only could you argue it's the best spinoff of all time, obviously a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Emily, you might get mad at me at this, but this is not just my take, but I think it's it's arguably the spinoff that was better than the thing that spun it off, right? Yeah. That Better Call Saul, for some people, was a better television program than Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was more exciting. It was more violent. Sure. It was all of those sort of things. And it was, yeah, it, the intricacies Bad. of it all, mm -hmm. what a great origin story. And... You took certain members of Breaking Bad and you found ways to bring them back in. First off, just having Saul Goodman be the guy. We're, like, just think about when you're watching Breaking Bad. And Mike Bad. was such a great character. Such a great character. But, but think about when you're watching Breaking Bad, like, there's going to be a spinoff. Who's it going to be on? Yeah. Saul, you know, like that—that that one at least for me. Really? Now, see that—that that part makes pretty. Like he was by far the most interesting character on that show that you didn't know a ton about. Like, how did that guy become mm -hmm. that guy? Well, he had a monstrous brother. He—he—he—he mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he, he had a background that was always a little bit shady. He was always willing to cut a corner. And you still get Gus Fring. You still get he Gus. Has the yeah. interactions with Gus? Why he's bought into the fold? Mike, like you said, Kim was. She Excellent. was great. She was great. You know, in and the her whole role. time too. You're wondering why Kim is not in Breaking Bad because that's you're like, did Kim die? What happened to yep. Kim? Because yep. that is it, the great part point. of Better Call yeah. Saul because you realize this person was so important to Jimmy Saul that how was she not at all in Breaking Bad? Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole question in the back of your mind is like, is she dead? Did he do something to her? What happened? And obviously, we know what happens in the end. And it's that is what is beautiful about it to me. My, I agree. My only nitpick with Better Call Saul, loved it, Lo loved it, loved it, loved it. Okay, she wouldn't have picked him. 
And I know you can't f- pick who you fall it's in love Albuquerque. with. It's Albuquerque. Yeah, she was in a different strata than he was. Yes. And it's like, okay, she had a lot of options. Yeah. He had very few options. That one's like, Saul was, I don't it's quite like get he that. wore me down. It's Saul, like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's a good way to put it. Saul was the best... Uh, he was the greatest and the worst salesman that I've ever seen in my life, like in one. Okay, and just an, an, some some more characters from the show. Howard, right? Oh, yeah. His role. Um, Lalo. Oh, yeah. Lalo was excellent in his role. I, I'm with you. That, that That's one of Because the other the... Salamancas were lunatics, like mm-hmm. out, out like uh, uh, Tuco, crazy, like, you know, the craziest of the crazy. Hector was terrifying. Right. But Lalo seemed kind of chill right up until he started to kill people. You know, it's like, I can hang out with Lalo. Was his, was his opening scene walking into the restaurant and he's cooking there in the back? Yeah, I think so. I think, that, and, and you're not sure what the character is and he's yeah. got that bright smile on his face. I'm like... All right, I don't know if this guy's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. I also personally believe that that finale is fantastic. It's I terrific. think that there's almost like there's a shock value because of the certain person that shows up that you're like, "Oh, I know exactly who that is. While you're there, you're you're going to destroy all this stuff." I Great think that finale. they do a, a good job of explaining why Saul became Saul, why Jimmy became Saul, and then why he again had to kind of like he, he had he couldn't do it without me. It's me. Um it's kind of almost like going back to what happened with like Breaking Bad because it's like it was because one of Walter White's last things that he says to his wife, Skylar, is that I did this for me. And mm. then to have Saul say he couldn't have done it without me. That stuff is really cool to me. And why, again, it's it worked because Vince Gilligan was part of it. Yeah. And they had the same actors, same creators all working together. That's the only way spinoffs work. If they're, if it's 10 years later and no one's involved, that's when it sucks. It can't be we pick it up later and it's the guy's kid who's running the business yeah. now. That's yeah. just like, now how did we get here? And it's go, going and to the front of it is always more another fun, Another person I, I would like to see, but I, they couldn't have done it because but this actor passed um, during Better Call Saul. But... The, the um, vacuum cleaner guy. That whole organization. I would have loved to have seen that. You know how he disappears, people? Oh, that guy was so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking yeah. Bad. And they still do have him in Better Call Saul, but to understand that is kind of cool. I want to throw one more guy out there that yep. if you're going to spin off the spin off, the veterinarian. Right, like, why is yeah. he the guy that's plugged into the underworld of Albuquerque? Mm-hmm. Why is he the guy that you come to when you need something taken care of? Yeah, like that. Saul, not Saul. Uh, Mike would go to him mm-hmm. to kind of get his assignments on the, you know, the underground stuff. Like, why is that veterinarian also, the guy? The very first shot of. Better Call Saul when it's black and white and you're in a Cinnabon and you don't understand why you're in these places. That is so great because again it references back to Breaking Bad where he's like I could be in the middle of Iowa working in a Cinnabon. Has there been and I'm sure there has you went from Breaking Bad to Better Call Saul. Are there third spinoffs? Um, They do not want to touch that at all. No no not them because you're talking generally speaking? In general. Yeah. Um I don't so, really okay, know. Ex- explain yeah. why like they someone, don't want to touch that at they all. They are very they they feel like they've told the story that they need to tell. So I think that's I think I trust them that they have closed that story. I think it's really hard. It, it feels more like you're selling out because I feel mm. like it's just trying to stretch. I wonder if there's been stretch. a third one. Probably. You know, a spinoff that didn't happen that could have happened. So I don't know if you guys uh, watch The Office super closely like I do, but the there's farm that one or whatever episode, they the called farm. it. Yeah. That was actually that was a bottle not bottle episode, but it was a. Um, Backdoor pilot. Yeah. We are trying mm. to get that happen. That actually was supposed to be the pilot of the farm. Hard they pass. They put it into the, the office. Did you like it? Um, I didn't hate it. Oh, really? I would have I oh, would have watched it. Do you, it. It was like, because it was, first of all, obvious what they were doing. And it's like, and, and I love Dwight's character. I don't need, unless it's about Moe's, I'm out. Like, I've watched a series that'd, about that'd Moe's. That would have been tough. That would have yeah. been tough. I don't know no. if I would have caught into that. Not getting back to it. So we're good to go, Jorge? Let's do a little super crosstalk. Fuck. Mace, Ireland, are you there? Have we figured we, this out? We are there. We are. All right. So. There we we are here. Think so. yeah. <laughs> we did. Yep. We made it happen oh, right before Tim, the engineer, got us done go, right Tim. on time. Yeah. Right so on. We, are, we are confident that we, we can broadcast live from uh, the second floor. And there's a good crowd yeah. here, too. So I was just going to say. A, don't forget, it was a white knuckle situation. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> uh, we're at the uh, Nixo Lounge at the East Central Hotel. You can definitely come over here, be here all day long. So I was hearing you talk about uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. I actually, when I had uh, 
Who do I have on the show? Uh, Peter Gould, who was involved in uh, Better Call Saul, okay. one of the big producers. He told me that they're working. They are working on a spinoff. It's oh. an animated spinoff called Slippin' Jimmy, and it's just about Jimmy as an accident attorney, but it's animated. Really? Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. Which I think could be funny. Funny half hour. Is uh, Odin Kirk going to voice it? Yes, he would voice it. Okay. So the one the one spinoff I thought that could have come out of Breaking Bad would be a Gus Fring prequel to oh, see how, yeah. he, how Giancarlo Esposito became Chicken Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that would be good, but they, you know, I maybe that is going to milk the cow one I, too many times. I, I, I don't know. Emily is shaking her head. Emily, why is that a bad idea? I just idea? think that you already got it with Breda Call Saul. You got a lot of Gus Fring early stuff with that. You don't get the very very origin of it, which is why I think that you kind of were doing a lot of retread if you did that with Better Call Saul. What, so, maybe. What about and you got Mike? El Camino, which is not a spin-off, oh! but that's a movie. What about the prequel to Mike? How did we get to Mike? Why did he go dirty as a cop? What what happened to his kid? All that kind of stuff. Although, yeah, we kind of got all that, right? Oh, you mean go back to Chicago or yeah. wherever is... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You could silly. do that. You could do that. I, I kind of agree with them. I think it is a perfect universe, and I don't think Vince Gilligan is uh, necessarily interested in uh, revisiting that. Although the Slippin' Jimmy thing uh, has been knocking around for a while. Maybe that happens. It's not exactly... Well, I guess it is a spinoff, but it's a totally different universe. Best best uh, spinoff of all time? Or is it Frasier? Is there something else I'm missing? Frasier's the most successful spinoff of all time. I would um, say the Jeffersons spun out uh, of Michael, All in the Michael Family. Michael would yeah. say that. Yeah, the Jeffersons is yeah. a great show. By Laverne the way, and Shirley was a spinoff. Laverne yeah. and Shirley. Ought to have, I, I think Maude was also out of All in the Family. Right. All in the Family had a bunch of spinoffs. Those are all Norman Lear shows. I, I can't think of a spinoff lately. Well, I mean, I guess they spin out. There's like nine NCISs. And That's all the Dick same Wolf show. has got Law and Order and all <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think any of that obviously counts but yeah I, w- I would say jefferson's is near the top of my list i forgot that that, that uh, george jefferson was in all in the family of course he was oh there's a yeah. famous oh yeah of course of course of course Kim and Archie <laughs> just go at it <laughs> yeah. yeah they start so calling each other names and it's fantastic oh, it's so, it's so the fans uh fans excited out there they ready to go fans are excited out here People yeah. are getting ready. Yeah, this is already feeling like a lot like Kobe's. Mace, what did you I do? I just dumped a what drink. Did you just I just do dumped again. a drink. Damn it. You do it all the time. I don't do he it hasn't all the time. Wait a minute. When was the last time lately. I've done it? I mean, it's been a little while. But yeah, this, thank But you. this is not something that's Well, I mean, there's wires and there's cords and Tim the Engineer's in here with a screwdriver so and a hammer. So what you want with, you with wires and cords is you dumping liquid on all of Thankfully. Putting them in a pool of water should really help things. I missed both my computer and my phone, so I'm... As long as you're good. Everything. Yeah, I'm lucky there. I'm lucky there. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a great day, a really special day. I heard I, you guys talking about it coming in. I think one of the things that's so cool about it is that we don't know what it's going to be and that the secret has been so well kept that we've gotten as close as we've gotten to this and we still, uh, w- what the actual sculpture itself is going to be representing is unknown is incredibly exciting. Like it's, you know, just to know, to not know what it is, to be able to keep that secret like that is incredibly impressive. You know, I watched a backstage Lakers about the different uh, statues that have been unveiled over the years and they've actually done a really good job of keeping all of them under wraps. Like the Shaq one, Nobody knew he'd be hanging off the side of the building. Like, they've done a really good job with this. I have no – John, do you have any hunch on what the statue might look like? I do not, and even if I did, I would have – I've been sworn to secrecy. There's a whole bunch of surprises. You've been sworn to sworn to secrecy for what you don't know? Correct. Oh, okay. And there's, But I do know there's four or five surprises coming tonight oh, that yeah? nobody knows about wow. that'll be really good. You know at the game. Them? I do. Oh, wow. Yeah. What time does all the stuff happen at the game? Well, I mean, it, the game starts at seven. They're they're going to tip at seven. But is there like a ceremony or something beforehand? Well, the ceremony is at three thirty. And but then they're not doing anything inside the arena tonight. They are, but you got to wait and see what it okay, is. Okay, got it. Yeah, nothing. That- Should we be in our seats at six? No. No, okay. No, I think if you're in your seats at 7, you're good. All right, good. So you're saying you know absolutely nothing about the about statue. About the statue itself, no, I don't know what it is. But no. he swore to secrecy. Yeah, right. So that means you have to they said, so are you lying? Well, no, somebody sent me a note last night that said, do not reveal if you know what the statue is, do not reveal. And I didn't respond to it, but my, the truth is I don't know what it is. So yeah. I couldn't reveal it anyway. Can you tell us off the air? I know. <laughs> you know. just said he doesn't I, know, I Greg. Yeah. What do you want exactly what I just yeah, said. Yeah, no, he's under the cone of silence. I just don't yeah. believe it. I think you know it all. So, John, okay. you, have a, you have a better recollection of this. than, than I, Is this the biggest NBA trade deadline dud day that we've had in a while? It did, you know, not a lot of big it's names quiet, moving very around. Quiet. 
Yeah, well, especially with the Lakers being completely inactive. They, you know, Rob's made a deal every year he's been the GM. He just didn't do one this year. Um, although did, maybe two years ago when they didn't trade Westbrook, they didn't do much. But I think they did stuff around the edges. I think that this trade deadline really happened two weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. You know, when Ananobi moved and Siakam moved and, you know, the best names moved two weeks ago. I'll tell you, I think the Knicks probably came away with the best. They did between great. Between Ananobi and then they today got – Bogdanovich, who's a shooter, and Alec Burke, who's actually come into his own a little bit as a six-man in Detroit. Uh, those guys, I think, are good acquisitions for the Knicks, and you know they're going to go big this summer and add to what they got. But um, I, you know, I we didn't expect anything as of yesterday, right? As well, of that's yesterday, the thing. We were and saying nothing's really going to happen. That last well, year, the- when you had Kyrie moved, Kevin Durant moved, yeah, like some yeah. of the biggest yeah, names, blockbuster names. Is it just that guys are happy where they are this year? Is it well, that people are performing up to expectations? Why did we not have at least one of those names shake loose? What this is, it I, I've had these conversations with people who have been GMs, like Bob Myers is working for ESPN now, and so. I mean, if you talk to Bob, people will tell you the number one job of most GMs is to not get fired. (laughs) Um, And so because of that, a lot of them are gun shy. Um, For example, like I'm I'm pulling up the standings right now. Um, How did the Washington Wizards do nothing? They're nine and forty-one. So you want to keep your guys if you're nine and forty-one. I guess you know, the, who's the one guy? I guess Kuzma's the one yeah, guy on that roster right, who would have value Jordan out there. Jordan Poole, uh, right? Even though Kyle, I think Jordan his, Poole. even though I think his yeah. contract is awful, but yeah, yeah, it is. Nobody's pu- taking him, Jordan Poole. You know, like we're playing uh, San Antonio next week. How did they do nothing? They're ten and forty-one. Or right. maybe they did. They move McDermott. They did. McDermott move. Mcdermott yeah, moved. So what? Did Portland do anything? Not that mm, I mean, no, maybe some. I mean, uh, but John, John, Indiana John, traded healed. I thought healed yeah. was always on the Raiders' fit, target or Indiana, the uh, Lakers' target. Are, uh, Portland's fifteen and thirty-five. But John, isn't uh, isn't isn't sometimes teams like that? Aren't you just saying, hey, we'd rather just let's keep losing, let's get a good draft pick, and wouldn't that be some of their reasoning for not making the moves? And, and I think some and, of the teams they, we, that are in between that are neither good or bad. Those are the kind of the dangerous situation to be in. Right, but if you have a player that's on an expiring contract sure. that you're not going to bring back, um, like Charlotte didn't trade Miles Bridges. They decided to trade Gordon Hayward instead. But Miles Bridges can just walk at the end of the year. He's had back-to-back 40-point games. So maybe their plan is to sign him in the offseason, and if it is, then good for them. But if it's not, if you're just going to let him walk, what sense does it make to not trade him? Although you know, isn't sometimes the best move is the one you don't make? Maybe, but what? But if you're nine and or what are they? Uh, Portland's fifteen and thirty-five. You know, I mean, they're just going to get a lot of ping pong balls, right? Yeah. Well, go go back to the Lakers for a second. So if the Lakers are, you know, they're going to sit tight. They did sit tight. They're going to roll this team through the last two and a half months of the regular season that's coming up. Is the hope, or I don't know if this is a hope or this is a plan or maybe a combination of the two, is it? Maybe we can find whatever it is we had at the end of last year. We can get Vando back healthy. Maybe Gabe Vincent can add a little spark and just cross our fingers and hope that that version of this team shows up again in a couple of months. Um, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what's going to be critical, I think, down the stretch is is Jared Vanderbilt going to come back? He's their second-best defensive player. He brings unbelievable energy to the floor every time he's out there. I know – Is it? are we still on he'll be reevaluated in a couple of weeks? Is that the in game a month. with him? In a month. And I would not – I mean, it could go either way. It, if he doesn't have to have surgery, he could come back. But if he has to have surgery, I think that's it for the year. So they're going to determine that in a month. That would be a loss. That would be a significant loss, I yeah. think. Yeah, already is. Yeah. They They'll really use to... him tonight. Oh, yeah. Shams. I mean, Jamal, Mur- Jamal Murray torched us in the Western Conference Finals. And Jared Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt would have been the one yeah. tonight that would, would have tried to cover him. So somebody else is going to have to do that. Been- Shams just put out a quick tweet here. It says, Lakers, Mavs, Pelicans, 76ers expected to show interest in Spencer Dinwiddie. He got traded to from L.A. and he's going to get bought out, right? Yeah, he's going to get bought out. Just got traded. I think Toronto. He's on Toronto now, and if he meets a certain amount of games, they have to pay him a, a bonus. So mm. looks like he's going to hit the buyout market. I, yeah, he he would get minutes for us, and he's from Los Angeles. So I mean, Kyle uh, Lowry's old, but he's probably going to be on the buyout market, and you know he's a he's a credible point guard. He's going to give you I don't know 18, 20 minutes a night. He okay, can play that Gabe Vincent role. So so buyout guys, you know, maybe you get some, maybe you don't. But buyout guys, you know, whatever. Does does for me at least, and I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I, I've been for the last 
couple of weeks, a month or so, been, all right, ma- make whatever deal it is you're going to make, and then let's see what it looks like and see how much better or worse it is. But because nothing happened, is it just, all right, the second half of the season or the, post, the post-trade deadline season starts tonight? Do, is there a added intensity? It just felt like everybody was kind of waiting around for something to happen and nothing happened, and now you got a game to play with the same guys you've had all season long that's been underwhelming. Well, here's what I, I think their mentality is. They're two and a half games, or make it uh, three and a half games, out of the six. That's where they need to get. They need to look at the – they need to concentrate in the six. Avoid right. the plan. Yeah, and uh, so basically they're that's, – that's their target. they got to make up three and a half games on New Orleans, Sacramento, and Dallas. Then they get to the six. Yeah. And if they get to the six, I think all of a sudden – then they can do what they did last year and make some noise. If the season ended today and they get to the six, they would play the Nuggets in, in the, the first, first round. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you want the six yeah. if the Nuggets I, are the that's three. A, that's a rough Yeah, but, but Trav, listen to this. Oklahoma City, 35 and 16. Yeah. Minnesota, 35 and 16. Yeah. Denver, 35 and 16. Clippers, 34 and 16. So it, it'd be one of those four teams. I, They've already beat Oklahoma City twice. Yep. They've already beat the Clippers twice. No, uh, Minnesota, they got screwed on that LeBron toe in yep. the line thing. The one team in there, Phoenix, who's the five, they beat three times. Um, Anybody but those, the Nuggets. <laughs> none of those right. The one team they haven't beaten is Denver. And we get a look at how – this is a good measuring stick game tonight. Yeah, because yeah, this is who we got. What? Because this is the team that knocked us out last year. And the games were close, but it was a sweep. The, the team so, that knocked you out, and you've got virtually the same team. And and they have a very, very similar team. And help is not – the posse is not showing up no. with its – whatever, whatever's been missing, you got to go find it. And it had to have been in the room the whole time. Well, that, if you think about different. it, I mean, last year, during the offseason, everybody preached continuity. Continuity. Yep. Let's keep everything going the way we've got it going. Let's keep the pieces in place. Let's re-sign Rui and let's sign Austin D-Lo. and all those guys. Because mm-hmm. D-Lo, because this is the group we're going to roll with. Well, now – with the trade deadline passed and them not do it, this is the group they're going to roll with. And uh, we'll see if they can duplicate. You know, it, it comes down to matchups, too. We'll see if they can get the matchups in the playoffs as as long as they get in uh, in order to advance. There are some tough – like John pointed out, you draw Denver in the first round, you're screwed. Uh, so, But if they draw Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Clippers, or Phoenix, they've had success against all four. Yeah, I mean, they got a puncher's chance against anybody. It starts with the unveiling. It ends with the Nuggets tonight. And you coming you, over, Trav? Come on. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Come, Start without me. That's Spot a hard over. no. Come over John, to the Mixer Lounge. John, <laughs> if it were any other day. Oh, there, you there you go. go. There you go. Slee is coming I've, over here. Oh, Slee, are you coming over? I've yeah, taught I'll, you well. I'll come, but after the, uh, after the unveiling. Okay, got well, it. Well, Mason and Ireland's over yeah, at that Yeah, we're time. over then, but so that's okay. So you're going to miss us. I'll yeah, text. Come I'll, over here first I'll and then both go. of you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you won't. <laughs> Super Crosstalks brought to you Where by In-N-Out They'll be Burger. in their car, wheels rolling by the time we start the next segment. <laughs> In-N-Out, that's what a hammer is all about. Right. <laughs>